Thanks for joining me on the first installment of the Explore NAB podcast. Great to have you with us. We sat down for a number of hours with three church planters in the NAB family to talk about all kinds of things, ranging from family to spiritual life to leading the church in this era that we live in. Over the next few episodes, you're going to hear from Chris Fitcham, who planted City Walk Church in Yuba City. You're going to hear from Jamie Hamlet, who is planting Disciples Church in Mandan, North Dakota, as well as John Cassidy, who recently launched Hope Community Church in Antelope, California. The first installment, we talk about church planting in 2019 and how things have changed and what is the climate we find ourselves in. I hope you enjoy the conversation and look forward to joining you along the way. Thanks for being here, guys. Um, good to be together and good to have a little conversation of this whole world of church planting. Uh, one of the things that I'm seeing shift all the time um, is some of the ideas and mentalities in the church planting world. And 10 years in, we planted 10 years ago, we've helped nine or 10 other church planters get started. And it's incredible that with each passing planter, the complexity of planting a new community of faith gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And uh, some of my friends who planted in the seventies and eighties are like, literally we threw up some signs and, you know, 200 people showed up. We just started preaching the gospel. By the time I came along, it was a pretty complex thing. You guys are now planting this highly complicated world, both in the near end of Christendom in this idea that people don't feel this guttural need to be in church anymore, it, mm -hmm. all the other complexities. So, uh, you know, less than a year in, Jamie here looking to plant this year. What would you say to a guy coming in right now uh, about the complexities of the church planting world? For me, it would be uh, that it's, it's one of those things where today people, like you said, Stu, they're not... They don't feel guilty by not going to church where, where maybe 20 years ago you, you kind of were connected to a church no matter what. And even if you really weren't, you were just to kind of check a box. And so uh, there are a lot of people that aren't connected and have been burnt by the church. And so coming into a new community, you just need to come into a community with kind of all that on your radar that you're not just going to hand somebody a brochure because as soon as you hand them a brochure, they're going to be a little bit uh, not sure what, what this church is all about. And is this church like the one I grew up in? And so you just need to come in and really relationships needs to be at the front end of everything that you do. Uh, because as you build those relationships, then they'll see that, well, this may be different than what I experienced. And so that's what I've seen, uh, you know, putting up a sign is great. But if you don't have a lot of relationships, then... Uh, you just might have a cute sign, but not a lot of people. Right. Yeah. To, I would answer the question. Don't worry about it. Like you, you're not <laughs> going to be able to stay on top of everything. It's, it's complex. Yeah. So, but relationships are, are the key. And we keep telling the people at our church, we're, we're planting a church, not a service. We, we need to, to live out the, the values of, of who we are and, that's every day. And, and so I think that's what people are looking for is this authentic um, 
picture of who Christ is, uh, even if they they don't even know who he is, that they're, yeah. they're curious, like what what makes you guys who you are, and can I be part of something bigger too, and and so, mm-hmm. yeah, I wouldn't get too concerned about like what can't I do or how hard it is or like that's not what necessarily what God called me to was difficulty. He called me to build relationships, connect with yeah. people in, in our I think area. that's such a critical thing that you said, which I, I think has has probably changed to some extent here recently, that this idea that I'm not planting a service and planting a church. And I think that there was at least when we planted and I, and I say this with a, a fair amount of shame that when we planted disciples 10 years ago, we were planting a service. And the idea was, let's plant a, an extraordinary Sunday experience. Let's plant the service. And that over time, we will get a church out of the deal, mm-hmm. which is really what we wanted. We wanted to lead a church. But we believed at that point that you had to plant a service first. Something to invite people to, something where they could experience the presence of God. Something, you know, we were trying to overcome some of their things, mm-hmm. you know, about church that they had come to experience or expect, and we were going to undo some of that. How are you guys wrestling through that in terms of wanting to plant a community of faith that leads people to the saving relationship of Jesus, not just a Sunday experience? There needs to be some type of gathering. I mean, so you do have to invite people to something or somewhere, whether that's your house or a school or you get a building or whatever that looks like. But at the same time, just the, the event itself is not the main thing. And, and so I think it, it's just fostering mm-hmm. relationships and building cultures and communicating over and over again that, hey, our, our job is to serve people, to love people, to continue to, to share what our difficulties are, what our trials are, uh, and how is Jesus working in our life? Yeah, I, I would that, say uh, the, the service does give you credibility with people that are uh, a little bit hands off or not not really sure what to expect uh, and so it does give you credibility so you do obviously want to have a, a good first service whatever that looks like it might be in a home it might be in a school but I, I would say at least for us what helped us was planning on the community aspects as much as we were planning on the service aspect from the very beginning. And so small groups wasn't a, hey, once we get a service started, we'll start thinking about that. It was uh, on the front end, as we're planning the service, we also have a date on the calendar when the small groups are going to start. We're training small group leaders. Our launch team is already connecting in small groups. And so it just became a natural thing to, hey, a few weeks after church started, groups were starting and people were getting connected. And so that, that really helped. Yeah. I love how systematic you are in the way that you do things. Cause I can't do that, I know. but like grabbing a phone call with you or coffee or whatever, yes. that helps me to be able to, to think in that way. And, uh, that it's a and curse. I think and a curse and a Seriously, curse. like Chris can live in like 30,000 feet all the time. And like, and do all these things. And I'm like, just put me in the trench. We'll figure it out. Yeah. But the problem with put me in the trench, we'll figure it out is, you know, you just forget a lot of stuff, right? right? Thanks for joining us on this first episode of the Explore NAB podcast. Join us next week as we sit back down with the same group of church planters. Week two, we are deep into the discussion around fundraising, 
how to relate with our sending churches, and also how to discern the call to plant a church. It's a riveting discussion, and I look forward to joining you next week.